Thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to all the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Today we're reviewing Daniel's Gotta Die, a dark comedy that's being shown now at the Toronto After Dark Film Festival, which is how we saw it. It's Bob Saget's final film role, and we can't wait to talk about it. Also today, we're going to cover the short films that we've seen at the Toronto After Dark Film Festival and give you our thoughts on those. This is kind of our, what, John, would you say it's maybe our Toronto After Dark Film Festival festival coverage episode, maybe, yeah, or something? Yeah, I mean, I guess in the next episode we'll talk a little bit more about some of the shorts, but yeah, this, this one's definitely covering a lot of the film festival. Yeah, so uh, if you're interested in knowing what's coming out and what's worth seeing, stick around for today's episode of High on, on Horror. Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. Alright, so we're going to start off with Strain Wreck like we always do because we like getting nice and toasted before we talk about our movies. John, what do you have for us today? We have one. I mean, it feels appropriate for this time of year. Devil Driver. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those ones you see the name, you just got to buy it. Dude, that's a band I like. That's a metal band. <laughs> I, so, yeah. Yeah, you would know better than me. <laughs> but uh, Devil Driver is a sativa weed strain made from a genetic cross between Melonade and Sunday Driver. You said mayonnaise? Melonade. Uh, M-E-L-O-N-A-D-E. I know. I'm just, just fucking with The you. strain is the flag flagship hybrid from uh, Subcool's The Dank. And it was great. <laughs> It was created to make his famous Jack clean, Jack's cleaner in seed form. Uh, Devil Driver is between 28 to 30 percent THC, making this strain an ideal choice for experienced cannabis consumers. I think that's us. Yeah, I think we fit that. Uh, Leafly customers tell us Devil Driver effects include energetic, creative, and uplifted. Okay. Medical marijuana patients often choose Devil Driver when dealing with symptoms associated with stress, anxiety, and depression. Bred by Subcools the Dank, Devil Driver features flavors like lemon, citrus, and spicy slash herbal. I've never heard, never got spicy out of my weed. No, me neither. Uh, the dominant terpene of this strain is unknown. I don't know why they would supply that information then. Hey, <laughs> you want to know what the dominant terpene is? We don't we know. We don't know. Devil's Driver is described by many as the fastest lemon haze available to date i don't know what that means the fastest lemon yeah, haze? i guess maybe it's interesting way to see, put that supply like leafly gives you these informations these informations that's not <laughs> correct gives you this information and it's just like some of this just seems irrelevant or you could explain it more what is fastest lemon haze available do you mean like best selling it grows faster like dude i feel like an old head sometimes like i i've been we've been smoking so long that i feel like all these new terms and shit like that that gets said and i have no idea what's being what what it means and then you have like these new these fucking newbies who are coming along who know all the terms and they're like you know oh you don't know shit you know i know all this shit. it's like just because i don't know the terms and what people are talking it's hard to keep up with all this shit man you know it's like <laughs> yeah. and then people act like because they know it that like it somehow makes them have like more clout than you or something it's and- crazy i'm just gonna be like kevin hart for a 40 year old virgin using a lot of big words and i don't fully understand them so i'm gonna take them as disrespect <laughs> uh shit where was i uh, i've never heard this described as a strain the strain has incredibly resinous triangle shaped buds and an intense spicy lemon pine 
aroma. See, like, they're throwing out, like, it has all these different flavors. So, like, I just feel like people make shit up. Anyway, <laughs> effects may be intense and visually stimulating if you smoke, dabbed, or consumed Devil Driver. Leafly like you to tell them about your experience, which takes me to the reviews here. All right. This one's short. Some of it doesn't fully make sense. And just know, I'm reading exactly how it's written. I smoked one blunt with my girl and five puffs in immediately felt a full body high. Everything felt more interesting, started posting attention to more things, and can't forget my posting girlfriend. Posting attention? Not, not yeah, paying posting attention? attention okay. to more things and can't forget my girlfriend. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I walked out to go pee, came back, and thought she was asleep. Her eyes was so low. <laughs> gotcha on that one, huh? This is my favorite part. I just, like to, I just like to try to find these reviews now that just I know will get you. <laughs> Last week you got me. This uh, one was pretty good though. What was that? I walked out to go pee, came back, and thought she was asleep. <laughs> Her eyes was so low. And then the last sentence, best sex ever. No, she would agree. <laughs> and then the emoji of the guy doing the shoulder shrug. I don't know why that was thrown <laughs> on the end. Okay. <sighs> I mean, he could have probably just lose that last sentence and been good with, got rid of the rest of that whole yeah. <laughs> sex was good. But all right. So, uh, we're going to smoke some fucking devil driver here. <laughs> devil, you wanna, driver. Um, devil driver for the devil season. Do you want to start off? Uh, need, need, need Josh to just throw in a hail Satan. <laughs> um, do you want to start off doing your uh, short films? Do you want to list yours and then right. I'll go? Yeah, here's the ones I checked out. Uh, Drew, I just thought was going to have a comparable list. I did like, what, five? <laughs> and I then I looked you, at your list and I was like, holy shit, you, you crushed started your covers. Last year, and last year I was the one that like crushed out all the shorts. Dude, I know, but the thing, the thing was, you were days ahead of me before, before so I expected you. I was like, he's going to have all these fucking things watched. And like, I, I thought, Work like, up is, you know, yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I was like, holy shit, I watched more. I couldn't believe it. All right, but uh, I'll start here while you sparked it. Uh, your money's no good. Uh, Jacob. I'm going to mispronounce this. Skrepa? S-K-R-Z-Y-P-A? Yeah, I, I did see this one. I watched this one. Uh, he directed it, wrote it, produced it, edited it. Uh, it was okay. It takes on a simple everyday joke of literally your money's no good here. And it makes a short film out of it. Uh, and then the the main actor, well, the main character, I, I don't even know if we got names, but... Uh, it just has his life spiral out of control after being told your money's no good here. Uh, it had a couple jokes that made me laugh. I'd, I'd give it a 5 out of 10. Uh, Demon Box by director Sean Weinstein. Saw this one too, yeah. Uh, he also co-wrote it with Aurora De Pena. Uh, it was an interesting concept. Uh, the synopsis uh, sent to us sums it up, and that was uh, after festival rejections, the director revises his intensely personal short film about trauma, suicide, and the Holocaust and transforms it into a painful, blunt, and funny dissection of his film and his life, and it's been 10 years in the making. Um, it did invoke some strong emotions at points, uh, but... The whole time, I just really wanted to see what the actual short was, mm -hmm. and this kind of felt like uh, a, a short film director commentary, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't like that you had, you had somebody explaining 
to you what you were yeah. watching. Oh, and then this actor didn't want to make the film because yeah, yeah. he thought it was a joke. Or it's just like, okay, well, like I would want to know that after seeing the short. But I mean, he. I don't know if this is all true or it's like a mockumentary, but. I mean, he, he did say it had been rejected numerous times. Yeah, yes. Uh, Colin Carvey's Long Halloween. I saw this one, too. Uh, yeah, Colin Carvey gets glued, or I guess I should say pasted, yeah. into his Halloween costume, and that leads to a lot of mischief. It is a silent slasher film, which, to my knowledge, I've never seen done. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a super fun watch. I gave it 9 out of 10. And uh, I know you. I know you didn't really care for yeah, it. Yeah, but I didn't care for it too much. But um, I was going to say it was one of those things when I first started. I did not like it, and then I mean, it grew on me in the like fourteen minute watch it was. But <laughs> like, I just, just and like the effects were ridiculous. Yeah. I, 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 but it played into the kind of film it was. I appreciate what it tried to do. Uh, Bloodline, uh, director Richard Rodder. Uh, Zoe takes care of her father, and she doesn't have a life for herself. Her dad really needs a specialized type of care. Uh, I enjoyed this one a lot, and I don't think I've seen a straw used like this in a film. Um, I wrote 8 out of 10, but I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I w- it sucks seeing it as a short if they did develop it, but I feel like that would be it'd be a good feature film. It reminded me a lot of Let the Right One In, but it was like the roles were reversed. It was a... Uh, older person being taken care of by a younger person instead of vice versa so yeah. i liked it yeah uh bird hostage uh lauren andrew andrews was uh the director and uh this is just a ridiculous piece but i expected it with jay Bearshell and the voice of the parrot <laughs> which i was surprised he was the voice of the parrot when i saw that i didn't expect him to do a short film yeah right uh i've had an african gray parrot and uh they can be very temperamental, as this bird is. Uh, the opposite of what the lady says. She's like, they're the dumbest of the birds. They're like the smartest of the birds. <laughs> uh, Lauren Andrews is being paid basically to babysit the parrot, and the parrot wants to be let out. Uh, it's a dark comedy kind of watch, and it's pretty much what you would expect. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. And that's uh, my shorts. You had way more than me. All right, yeah. But we'll, but we'll have some next week. I'm, I'm going to have to finish them up so I can even out this list. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm i going to keep this short and sweet. Um, I'll, I was talking to John about this before we went on air, but uh, I, I rate my shorts a little differently than him. I decided that instead of doing uh, number grades, I'm just going to do pass or fail because uh, I find number grades to be too hard for me. For short films, it's hard to, for me to give something a number grade when it's only like two minutes long. I don't really know like what would qualify as a ten, like or or not. Why do you so, watch two minutes? So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, were they? Because I've seen ones on. Hulu. I, I saw I saw one that was uh, like three minutes and seven seconds. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like, how do I if I give that a ten? That makes it a perfect short film. And like, is there has there ever been a perfect short film? That, you know, so I don't. It's it's I, that's just how my brain thinks. I get too high and get lost deep in thought. So I, I just to simplify it for myself, so I don't overthink shit. I'm just going with pass or fail. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is Forgotten Lake. It's directed by Adam Brooks. He's the dad from Psycho Gorman. You know, oh shit, with the broom mustache. Now I'm gonna have to go check this Dude, out. Yeah, okay, so it, it's I, I loved it because uh, okay, first of all, one of the songs from Psycho Gorman plays, uh, so that's awesome. Uh, it's it's literally a beer commercial, but it's like filmed in the style of a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and the killer's Damn. name is Blueberry Boy. 
You know, it's <laughs> so, funny. It's, uh, Forgotten Lake was one I kind of skipped over and didn't watch, and now I kind of dude. Yeah, it. It, it was great. I'll, I'll probably go home and watch that. Tonight. Well, the funny thing was, if you remember, Adam Brooks had a short at the same film festival last year, and you loved it, and I did not like it. Which one? Do you remember that? I don't remember what it was, but it was like it was um. He was in love with someone in the woods or something. I don't remember what it was. I just remember I didn't care for it, and you liked it. Um, but I'm uh, gonna try looking this up. I okay. Can't do this. <laughs> but uh, I, Forgotten Lake. This one was not lost on me. I really liked that one. It wasn't forgotten on you. No. Um, Ghosts do not exist. Director Austin Birch. Paranormal short about uh, you know trying to communicate with the other side. Bloody Mary looked creepy as shit. That's about it. <laughs> Grade is a fail. Uh, moving on. Thriving, a disassociated reverie. Director Nicole Bazin. Um, synopsis provided by to us by the Toronto After Dark Film Festival goes as this. Um, a surrealist exploration of disassociative identity disorder based on the lived experience of a black, non-binary, disabled artist and former sex worker. Uh, yeah, so I thought that this one was absolutely weak and did not enjoy it at all. Fail. Uh, 666. Director Abby Flavo. Oh, I'm sorry, Falvo. Um, short little witchy Satan worshipping film. Uh, doesn't get the job done though, just feels sloppy and derivative. Fail. Uh, Bye Bye. Directed by Freddy Chavez Almos. This was a cool concept, an urban legend story that takes place in a subway station. A tad predictable given its runtime, but I, I, I accept it. Uh, I give this one a pass. The next one here, Camp. Director Bronson Allen. This one is about, you know, uh, some friends seek to contract... Um, contract, really? Friends <laughs> seek to contact the beyond with a homemade spirit board. And this was one of my favorites. My only complaint was that it wasn't long enough. So I give that a pass. Gamesmanship. Okay, I almost said gamesmanship. Gamesmanship. <laughs> gamesmanship. Director Doug Cook. Uh, this one I found to be very enjoyable because it's funny and straight to the point. A couple invite new neighbors over for game night, and it gets gory very quickly. That's all I'll say. Uh, give that a pass. Did any luck on finding that short? It said there was something in 2022, but it doesn't sound like it. I'm on his website. Okay, yeah, keep looking. You'll find it. It says in 2019, he won Best Actor. In 2020, he won Best Manitoba Director for his documentary, Cliff. But I just don't... <laughs> And Look, I'll, keep, I'll keep going on while yeah, you look. That's just Mystery Box. Director Thomas Morrison. Uh, I'll keep this one short and sweet. It didn't move me. It feels like it never got started. Uh, guy signs up for mystery boxes that become more and more intense. Fail. Pool Party. Director Ellie Stewart. <coughs> Mermaid We've Stories. We've seen this short. It was in Sinister. <laughs> yeah, right. No, Sinister was better. The Sinister Pool Party was better. Um, this one's a mermaid story, and mermaid stories don't usually do it for me. This one isn't any different, so I'm going to fail that one. Here's one that was I thought was interesting. Wreck Volton, Alien Hunter. Director Damn. Jack Lasarge. Man, this was just too low budget for me. It looked like a kid's video on YouTube, like Ryan's World, where the parents set the house up for playtime. Only this one like tried oh, wow. to make it look retro in eighties. And the villain looked like a bootleg superfly from TMNT. So uh yeah, that's a fail. Soul Proprietor. 
director Scott Riopel. Uh, for starters, this one immediately has some recognizably awesome makeup effects. And an exorcist allows demons into his daughter so that they can send them back to hell together. Uh, I'm tired of exorcism films, but this one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I am. But, you know, but this one doesn't wear out its welcome, and it's kind of kick-ass. Um, when the daughter Ava is possessed, she has a long black tongue, you know, and uh, she lick her shoulder with it. So it's just kind of <laughs> like... <laughs> Pass. <laughs> All right, um... Uh, this one, I still, this is an actual, like, phobia, uh, a real th- condition, and I, I don't know how to say it properly. I haven't practiced enough, so bear with me here, listeners. Um, apotemin, oh, apotemnophilia, apotemnophilia, um, director Janopita. Uh, the definition of, here we go, I have to say it again, <laughs> apotemnophilia is the desire to amputate, and I'll leave it at that. This is my favorite short that I've seen so far from, uh, Toronto After Dark Film Festival this year. It's gory, brutal, twisted, disturbing, and uh, that's all the ingredients you need to win me over with a passing grade. So pass. Butterscotch by Alexander Deeds. Fuck, how many of these did I watch? Um, <laughs> I dude, did watch a lot of these, dude. Lot. Oh my god. Still going. Okay. Uh, you only got two more. Butterscotch by uh, director Alexander Deeds. This one takes place in a retirement home where an old man can't eat his butterscotch candy due to his immobility. Long story short, don't take candy from old people. A child discovers that the hard way. Uh, There's definitely a few good jump scares. Pass. Uh, Fucking nuts. Director Sam Fox. This one is about a girl named Sandy who doesn't want her boyfriend to meet her parents. So much so that she breaks it off with them. But what's wrong with her parents? Something's a little nutty here. It's really silly and fun. It's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Uh, I really liked this one. Uh, this one was definitely enjoyable, especially when I was like super baked. So make sure you're really super baked when you watch that one because you're going to get a kick out of it. And that wraps up my reviews for the short films that I've watched so far from the Toronto After Dark Film Festival. So I'm, I'm looking through last year's shorts and I can't find anything really that, that he did. All right, so I'm gonna have to do some research. So I, I can list the shorts from last year and just see if any of these strike you. Okay, may, maybe you were thinking of something else. Okay, The Flying Sailor, Black Forest Sanitarium, The Temple, The Foreman, Nude, The Trunk, In the Shadows, The Community. That was all the Canadian ones, wasn't it? The Community. Uh, Wasn't it the community? Hold on, it might have been the community. It says the community was done by Milos Mitrovich. Two men are brought out together by a secret kept in the woods, but that when they go looking for it, they end up finding something much more meaningful. Yes, that's it. That was it. He was, uh, was he an was actor. A, in it? Maybe he was an actor in it. Maybe he was. Okay. Just, yes, let's look that up. Do, do you have that? What was, what was I don't, the name don't have it? a link. It's called well, the Community by the Milos community. Mitrovich. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna Google it right now. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Josh, feel free to edit this out if you don't think this is entertaining. The Community. We're always entertaining. Short film. Adam Brooks just popped up. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, he was an it actor. Is di- it is directed by... Uh, Milos Mitrovich. Yep, and it looks like he... Adam Brooks was an actor. Yep, so there we go. Okay, that was so he it. didn't direct it. Yes. He just acted in it. Yeah, so yeah, okay. I, I do like that one. I did not, but I really liked the... I can't the, really remember it, though. But <laughs> I really can't. We're not going to remember these next year. You know, we're going to have to go back and I'm, listen to our know, episodes. I still remember Nude, uh, yeah. The Trunk... 
the, the trunk was solid. The trunk was, because I don't want to confuse it with another one. The trunk was the one with the girl in it, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, the trunk was solid. Uh, the fuck was the other one? Nude was solid. Yeah. And uh, it was funny. The ones that I did not care for were the ones that ended up winning the awards. Yeah, which right. It was funny. Right. It does. I feel like it always goes out. Maybe we're terrible critics. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe we just have a higher tolerance for bullshit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Because I was surprised the trunk did not win. I thought for sure that was going to win something I, there. Yeah, I thought so as well. But it was like that flying sailor and the German U, the German U boat, and the German, the German U boat. Yeah, the German U boat. It had like the Lovecrafty and stuff in okay, it. Okay, okay. And I love Lovecrafty yep. and stuff. And it didn't. I remember last year. I'm like, I don't really care for it. Um, Damn, we we fucking fucking crushed out. Well, you mostly. I did five. There was a <laughs> what the hell was the one? There was the one movie before we move on. I just wanted to say there was the one that. Uh, the Evil Eye, that was it. The Evil Eye about the witch that I reviewed um, from 2022. That was my favorite short film from last year. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I guess now we can, uh, since we're done walking down memory lane, we figured out our Adam Brooks <laughs> mystery. Uh, we yeah, can move thanks, on to... Uh, uh, Adam and Christian from Toronto After Dark Film Festival for, you know, getting us getting us daniel's gotta die and all these shorts and we'll we'll have a couple more shorts for you next week yeah that's right so uh while we're on it let's uh move on into our daniel's gotta die review all right today's film is daniel's gotta die it made its toronto premiere with director jeremy lalonde uh, festival alum Jeremy Lalonde, James versus his future self, returns with a crowd-pleasing, dark and twisted murder mystery comedy that blends knives out with succession. Uh, dying family patriarch, uh, played by Iggy Pop, uh, <laughs> decrees his inheritance will only pass on to his squabbling adult kids if they can survive a weekend at their vacation island home. Murderous hijinks ensue. A fantastic cast includes cult icon Iggy Pop and fan favorite Bob Saget in his final film role. And uh, JP from Grandma's Boy. Yeah. Uh, was it, uh, Joel David Moore. Jo- I was going to say Joel. Joel David. I couldn't remember his last name. But uh, with the beard, it took me a little bit to figure him out. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it- basically. And then just a little more on the plot there is uh, basically... They're all Iggy Pop's kids. Well, not Bob Saget. He's his assistant. But uh, his kid, he only kept Daniel, played by uh, Joel David Moore. Mm-hmm. And uh, through his will, he's leaving half the money to him. And then he can either keep the other half or divide it among his siblings on the condition that they stay and spend a weekend as a family. Cause, In their beach house together. Yeah, because yeah. Daniel's all about trying to make family work, even though his dad's trying to tell, basically tell him there's a reason I kept you away from your siblings. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how, uh, you know, um, I wanted to go back what you said about how uh, Joel David Moore threw you off with the beard. I, I think it was the haircut for me, man. He's always got these like emo haircuts, like a ha- hatchet or an um uh grandma's boy he's always got these like longer haircuts and he actually has like a short haircut in this movie and he looks grown up you know he looks he actually looks older so it took me a minute to recognize him myself but it was his haircut and not his beard i thought that uh bill bob saget actually looked good here um he just looks a little heavier 
you know, but he looked he looked fine. Like, you know, definitely uh went out in good shape, you know. And um, I thought it was pretty cool. We got to screen his his last film. Yeah, and, and it that, wasn't something he I mean, he's not a main character, but he's also definitely not just like in a couple scenes. Like yeah, he, yeah. He's, he still he still has a a big a big supporting role for sure and uh, i i really liked uh iggy pop uh being in the movie briefly as as the iggy dad pop is a billionaire yeah like if you ever wanted Dude, to see like iggy the most <laughs> disheveled billionaire i've ever seen if you ever want to see iggy pop as a dying billionaire with bob saget as his assistant slash lawyer and jp from grandma's boy as, <laughs> as his, son. his son then you need to check this movie out um, before you go further into the movie, John, I just wanted to say that one of the things that really cracked me up about this movie, um, first of all, only six people attend Iggy Pop's funeral, by the way. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> and it's a main cast. But um, but what really cracked me up about this movie, John, was the snooty attitudes, especially from like Jessica Powell and uh, Victor Powell, the uh, brother and sisters. Uh, yeah. I think Victor might have been our, our favorite character. You had said something Literally, about that. Literally, in my notes here, I have the cokehead brother is my favorite. <laughs> Dude, the first scene when you see him and he just rolls up and he's getting it. When, or, well, actually, no, not the first time you see him, but when they're getting to the uh mansion yeah he just yes he's taken out of the trunk of a car with his like beat the shit oh uh, yeah and no. it just goes oh thanks for the lift boys I'm, I'm like something like that i'm not familiar with jason jones as an actor but uh he he definitely did a good job in that but uh the um the, it's the snooty attitudes they're like the 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 holier than thou the ew and like just like the looking down on everybody attitudes it just had me laughing at this one like pretty much from the start yeah, uh, and Daniel just cares way too much about his family. Yeah, I agree. And I wrote this down it, very loosely. It kind of felt like season three of Slasher in a way, but not to that extent of they have to go through these games, but it's just like this guy's dying, he's leaving his fortune, you know, they have to go through some kind of condition. Their condition being they had uh, a list, list of chores. He gives them a <laughs> list of chores they have to do while they're at the beach house. So not as extreme as Slasher <laughs> Season 3, but yeah. I get your point. Uh, everybody plays their role perfect. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, uh, I wrote down that Daniel and Emily are about the only people who aren't scumbags. <laughs> uh wait who'd you say daniel and emily yeah his fiance oh yeah the, yeah you're correct yeah uh for a second i thought that emily was uh carly the uh carly uh chicken but i was like no no she plays jessica my fault i got the characters confused. and uh i agree with emily you don't have to stick by your family uh just because they're family sometimes they suck yeah i yep and you said you accidentally saw my notes when i when I emailed him over and you said you laughed and you hadn't seen the movie yet. Yeah. My dude takes too long to make food. Yeah, that shit made me crack Bro, up on I, I was he like, okay, was whatever the hell the that's sauce about. for three hours. Yeah. I mean he is Daniel's a sous chef, but like damn. <coughs> you know, you know, you're right, he did Josh uh, would be so mad with all the coughing I've done. When you uh see him making the uh sauce and he said you know like he's been slow cooking it all day that's what i was like oh, that's what he's talking about motherfuckers taking all day to cook <laughs> yeah. a spaghetti sauce yeah you said Sorry, i accidentally man. saw your notes in the scent file <laughs> yeah. said, you said my dude you said you laughed at my dude takes too long to cook i said you'll find out yeah, you said just watch you'll find out <laughs> um dude that dinner was taking too long man i just yeah. want some spaghetti now i uh I, I will say like um that uh 
I, I thought it was hilarious how everybody tries to find a way to kill Daniel and he just doesn't die. Like he's just yeah, like, I would he's say like, it's a spoiler, but I mean the title of the movie is Daniel's got to die. Yeah, true. And, Actually, uh, yeah, literally everybody, both yeah. of his sisters. Oh, I think I that, that, that stuff's probably even in the trailer as well. I believe so. Yeah, we're not giving anything. I actually away. didn't watch the trailer. I just jumped right in. <laughs> uh, Victor reluctantly tries to kill him. He doesn't yeah. actually want to yeah. kill him. And then, like Bob Saget, just trying to steal the money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. He 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 yes he finds uh, he finds out some shit where the money's at and decides he's gonna make a play. <laughs> that, yeah, that's like uh, yeah. I don't want to get too much away. I know. It's, I feel like I feel like it's getting into like. Uh, but how do we sum it up? It's. This is why we like talking about spoilers. We love going <laughs> in detail and being able to talk about everything. Um, what was I gonna say? Like, it definitely. I guess towards the end, because um, I was going to say, it's not really horror. It's more thriller, like dark comedy slash thriller. Um, Best line of the movie, Bob Saget. I'm not kind of an asshole. I am an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Bob. He actually gets a in memoriam at the end. They throw it on there. But, uh. I wouldn't class. It's definitely a dark comedy, but then towards the end, I feel like uh, without ruining anything, you do get some uh, horror elements to it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It almost becomes like your next towards the end in a way. <laughs> yeah, you I know? didn't even think of that. In a way. In a way, like in a way, it's kind of like Slasher Season Three. <laughs> exactly, loosely loose. Yeah, dude, I loosely swear sometimes loose. I'll watch stuff and I'll just have the loosest of connections to something. Do you do the same thing? Oh yeah, yep. you're like, and then I'm like, it's not really like that. You found one thing that was just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, you try to try to regroup and that shit together. <laughs> but like, the, I was, dude, I don't know, man. I just thought of like Iggy Pop and David Cronenberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. it. Like I said, everybody played their role perfectly. Uh, <laughs> most of the people are just shitheads. <laughs> yep. Which, I mean, I feel like you're going to expect with the title, <laughs> like, Daniel's got to die. It's not going to be a whole lot of nice people. Uh, I'd give it a 7.6 out of 10. Nice. Uh, yeah, so, like we said, uh, I, I think it was really dry and funny. I really like that. I like that dry humor where it's not always, like, and it's more like something happens and there's just kind of, like, a silence and you're left to react on your own. And I, I like that type of shit. So, uh, uh, definitely uh, funny. Definitely rewatchable. That's the other thing was I thought I would definitely watch this again. That was So, that's always big with me. Um, like you said, good acting. Oh, it's definitely... It's definitely one of those movies you can just throw it on because you right. don't need to pay close attention to it. I, I put it this way: I expect to see it in your Voodoo account at some point. Yeah, yeah. When I get when I get the right price, <laughs> um, I'm gonna need that sale price. Joel David Moore uh, stole the show. I think he did a really good job as the leading man. Like he's actually he's been around a while, so uh, I would have liked to have got him on, but I feel like he would have been annoyed by the amount of Grand Bob Boys grandma's boy questions i'd have been asking probably in the quotes we'd be making i'd be like like, could you please say adios turd nuggets (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man, I uh, love side, that. Side thing, uh, there was a rumor that there was going to be a Grandma's Boy too, and I saw like he was on one of the late night talk shows, and somebody had asked him about it, and he was like, "I just don't know if I could do those voices again." And oh, I told shit. Nicole after watching this, he did a couple voices, and I was like, "Nah, bullshit, you can do, you can do Grandma's <laughs> Boy too." Um, I uh, I would I mean if, if it's the original people, I'm always down to see a Grandma's Boy too. But don't give me a Grandma's Boy too with an all new cast. I'm I'm good yeah, on that. Yeah, like Mean Girls when they did a second one and with yeah. all new people. Um, or Sandlot too. <laughs> Fuck all that shit. Sandlot. But, too. Um, I didn't even waste my time on that one. Well, uh, I didn't waste my time on Mean Girls too. I didn't so. either. Oh, you didn't either. No, okay. I only watched the original. I was like, it's none of the people in the second one. I'm good. <laughs> Anyway, Although there is a Mean Girls musical coming Back out. to Daniel's Gotta <laughs> Die. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so to wrap up what I was saying, uh, yeah, J- uh, Joel stole the show. Um, I think um, that Stephen Kreklow and Ian Lafour, how I guess that's how you say it, I think they did a good job with the score. Uh, I think that the directing was very well done. I think the movie was good and entertaining. Uh, I would give it a 7 out of 10. What did you give it out of town? Seven point six. Seven point six. Yeah, I give it a seven. Uh, I want to live in that beach house, right? That shit is nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, yeah. Well, I won't say what I was going to say because it would have been another spoiler. But yeah, yeah I, uh, I thought about it too. But <laughs> I, I stopped myself. I made sure just to say that. But yeah, I yeah, that beach house would be awesome to stay at for sure. Yeah, that thing's probably you can cook your four hour spaghetti. <laughs> you have all day to do it too, just chilling. I will say Peaceful. I would prefer I would rather wait the three hours for the sauce as opposed to the alternate spaghetti. Yeah. Uh from later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with banana peels and shit. Yeah. But um no, uh you know, to you listeners, uh this is something John and I discussed. This isn't typically what we'd review. Normally we'd go for the more like straight edge horror movie. But with this being like a dark comedy and having like some familiar faces like Joel, you know, David Moore, who's been in a bunch of horror movies and with it being Bob Saget's last movie, uh, we and thought, you, you know, me this Iggy was just Pop's a billionaire and he's dying and leaving, but they have to sound like I'm in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Iggy Pop and this is a billionaire. I'm interested. More thriller slash dark comedy here, but uh, still like, you know, if you're a horror fan, that shit's still right up your alley here. It should be so uh definitely recommend i don't even know do we have a date when it's coming out for people to actually see all i know right now is it's at the festival slot touring i don't even know if there's an actual date yet but if there is you know you all need to make sure that you check it out and see it for sure when it comes out uh, if you want to see something funny and over the top and just it debuted at the film festival on friday okay yeah, October so 20th and we're recorded now actually it's early in the sunday so it's the 22nd so no release date yet but daniel's gotta die let's put it out there put it on the map you all need to see it thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in be sure to check us out and give us a follow on your social media platforms, Facebook, X, Instagram. We are at High on Horror 420 Also, if you have any Puff Puff Ask questions you'd like to send our way, be sure to reach out to us via email at highonhorror420 at gmail.com. Also, check out our website, highonhorror.com. We have plenty of things on there that can keep you busy. Uh, we also have some blog-style reviews. Um, not all of our reviews are here on the podcast alone, so be sure to check it out. Next week, we have a special guest, Vicente DeSanti, writer and director of Never Hike Alone 2. So, if you're into that, 
which I hope you are. You probably are if you're listening to this. Be sure to tune in for a review and exclusive interview. And I guess that'll about wrap her up. Catch you later.